It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator and host of this award-winning show. And it's my aim in every episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. So thank you for tuning in. I would love to know how the show helps you. Please let me know via social media with the hashtag ecommasterplan. Right, as we get towards the end of the year, in this episode, we're taking a look back at some of the lessons learned in the industry in 2020. And we're focusing in on the world of shipping and delivery and warehouses and all that unglamorous back-end stuff that has to happen to get the product to the customer. It's an area which has really been under stress this year. And so I've got on a couple of experts in the space who are going to talk to us about how retailers have adapted, how manufacturers have adapted, and also to share their tips um, from what they've learned this year of how to make sure that your back-end systems are going to give you the platform you need to take your business to the next level next year and also to protect you and enable you to, to tweak and change and adapt to whatever is thrown at us in 2021. Before we get into that, though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Smart Freight can help you save time and money. Smart shipping parcels and pallets through Smart Freight's carrier management platform allows you to consolidate your outbound logistics onto one platform. With over 650 carriers worldwide, Smart Freight has you covered by ensuring you are always going via the cheapest, fastest or greenest eco-friendly option. Visit smartfreight.com to book a demo today. And now to introduce today's guest experts. Ben Woodward and Tash Jones from Smart Freight are experts in the shipping and fulfillment industry, which means they've spent 2020 getting to grips with how a global pandemic has changed the shipping habits of retailers. From getting stock into the warehouse to getting the parcel to the customer, they've seen retailers across the world ripping up the rulebook and making huge and small changes to enable them to continue to survive and thrive in these interesting times. Hello, Ben and Tash. Hello. Hi, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm good. Great to have you guys here because I think I think this is something which we haven't covered enough on the podcast this year. So I'm really glad we get to kind of get that multi-retailer perspective from you guys because you've seen so much that's going on. But before we get into all of that, how did you, you each get into e-commerce? Ben, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, look, just through my partnership work um, at Smart Freight, uh, just looking at um, different connective um, technologies, but more in 
importantly, looking at different businesses and how they interact with um, large retailers, um, looking at different connected technologies, um, and and basically just looking at how we can help streamline and how I've been able to mature and grow um, e-commerce um, technologies and and platforms for um, for other partners. Oh, cool. So you've come in as a kind of a an expert in shipping and logistics who's got sucked into this world of e-commerce because there's so much shipping and logistics in it. Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, not a strong background in e-commerce, but definitely looking at the supply chain and logistics and how it um, really ties into getting that e-commerce environment out to the final mile and delivered out to customers um, in a great, great way. And Tash, how did you get into um, the wonderful world of e-commerce? Oh, yeah. I mean, I actually fell into e-commerce completely by accident. Um, I worked for another software vendor um, for several years and I found over time more and more I was dealing with e-commerce businesses looking to integrate back office systems, um, you know, to make their operations um, more efficient when dealing with more, more volume and then move, moving into the shipping world. Once again, I sort of found myself working with lots of, of big e-commerce businesses. So, so, yeah, it was purely, purely by accident. <laughs> So, so guys, listen, all of you out there listening, hopefully you've now realised they really are experts when it comes to shipping and logistics, which is exactly why we've got them on the podcast. So um, I could try and guess what you're going to talk about, but I think I'm just going to ask you guys, what has surprised you in 2020 with how retailers have adapted to all the stuff that's gone on in this, this weird world we're now living in? I guess I can kick off the, the big surprise for me was potentially um, – seeing e-commerce not be integrated as efficiently into different systems, but also shipping. Uh, I guess the big challenge these days with the with the pandemic is many people are ordering online and less and less people are visiting the high store. Um, bricks and mortar has almost gone um, by the wayside and many, many people are getting deliveries to their doorsteps. So what we see now is rather than using big distribution centres, people are ordering um, and they're coming direct from the manufacturer to their door. So they're bypassing the retail. So um, I'm not sure that a lot of e-commerce retailers were prepared for that. And clearly some of them have had to swivel quickly um, to, to make that change and, and deal with the, the new normal, as, as people coin a phrase. So is that a case of uh, manufacturers providing a drop shipping service to the retailers or is it a case of the manufacturers are doing the D2C thing and they're selling direct to the consumer themselves? Absolutely. So it's 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 not business to business, B2B, it's B2C. It's definitely bypassing all the 3PLs and, and delivering directly from the manufacturer to the individual houses um, along the journey. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a big challenge and some people have done it well, um, others are struggling. And I guess there is a window right now and I think sadly with another lockdown in the United Kingdom, um, people are forgiving if people, if if e-retailers haven't been able to change. Um, but I think that window is ever diminishing because um, people are going to expect this now and, and they're going to be loath to visit um, retail stores and move more to online. And with those those manufacturers who are now seeing much larger volumes going direct to the houses, um, 
are you mainly seeing that it's people who already had the bare bones of the system in place? Or is this kind of like a an online land grab where they're going, oh my God, we've got to do e-commerce. And they're going from being used to shipping pallets to all of a sudden building that whole arm of the business. Which which one do you see is, has made the most traction? Yeah, look, that the big traction is making the ability to get those goods from um, from B to the customer. And in that traction challenge um, is making sure that you've got efficient warehouse um, and logistics strategies to deal with that. And people have had to do it almost overnight. Um, so we're, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a massive challenge. And, and we've seen also the carrier and transport networks struggle with the volume. Um, here in Australia, um, our version of Royal Mail Australia Post is considering every week to be almost like a Christmas since the pandemic. So those volumes are challenging for both e-commerce but also transport transport providers. And um, we'll get a bit deeper into couriers shortly, I, I suspect, one way or another. But have you, of those those businesses who are now seeing much larger volumes going to houses rather than you know heading out in the big pallets? You mentioned that you know some are doing it well, some are doing it badly. Those who are doing it well, what are the key things? Um, you know, it could be tech, could be mindset, could be strategy. What are the key things that you see across the ones who are doing it well that helps them achieve success when they're making these big shifts? Look, you'll probably hear Natasha and I talk about this um, several times, but it's integration and automation um, and it's visibility. So if your e-commerce retail platform is not connected to other systems, be it shipping or warehouse management or enterprise resource planning tools, um, you're really going to struggle to see where your goods are and how they're tracking in that final mile delivery journey. Um, we're, we're overwhelmed by people coming to us saying we need to be integrated to our systems almost overnight um, and we're lucky that we have a number of shipping connections um, into those large e-commerce environments um, that stand us in good stead but also help those people switch over um, over a weekend to, to be able to ship those things efficiently but also have visibility of where they're going to um, and making sure that they've got happy customers who potentially have never shopped online before. So that's that's the big challenge. Lots of these people, my parents, for example, are now shopping online because they were able to leave the house. So I'd imagine many people in the UK are in a similar situation. They're unable to leave. Um, the only option they have is to purchase online. I mean, if they get a great shipping experience and a shopping experience, they're more likely to come back and, and make a purchase through that um, e-commerce environment where they may never have been before. You can imagine like maybe 10 years ago, if a change like this had happened, there'd be an awful lot of spreadsheets and tick, tick sheets flying around a warehouse, you know, and a lot of phone calls going on. But we now have the ability to take all that manual process out, which which makes things happen a lot quicker. And what I've been assuming throughout all of this is that the businesses that are going to succeed are the ones that have already had the tech in place. You know, they've been that kind of far, far sighted or lucky <laughs> one or the other. But, it, you know, you said there that that you've been able to install all the right software in a in over a weekend and make that shift because that's a that's a a huge chunk of tech to put in place in just a weekend. 
it's probably a bit of a stretch, but what we do see is that e-retailers had that mix of 3PL warehousing environment, but they also had that e-commerce environment. What they were able to do is switch it up. And, and back to the analogy about many pallets, pallets could contain hundreds of items. Now we're seeing hundreds and thousands of items being needed to be shipped. So that it, therein lies the challenge. So, um, yeah, connecting overnight, over a weekend is probably a bit of a stretch, but very swiftly did the retailers that had that e-commerce capability were able to dial it up and make sure that they were shipping not from business to business, but from business to consumer. And automation and um, and visibility gave them a, a real big um, step up from some of their competitors who didn't have that in place and are now trying to struggle through that and get that in place. And you mentioned there about the um, we're shifting from from shipping pallets to shipping individual parcels, which obviously is both a complete difference in the number of th- of items going through the delivery networks, but also the the infrastructure required to move them around. Because we're not talking massive lorries making ten drops a day; we're talking about thousands of parcels in all bands of all shapes and sizes so have you have you seen you know equally large shifts in the in the courier world look we have and 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 that reflects in the number of transport providers couriers carriers whatever turn of phrase you'd like to use um, and that's where you need to have a multi-carrier system you can't just rely on one um, carrier alone to deal with uh, parcel and satchel deliveries in the built-up areas, but then deliveries overnight to regional areas. Um, and you need to have um, the ability to um, have that shipping solution choose the cheapest option, uh, the greenest option potentially, but also the fastest within one platform. Um, if you revert back to a spreadsheet and you have to remember which carrier services Lincolnshire, which one does uh, Glasgow, um, and the volume we've seen, that might have been okay when you're shipping a 100 a day. If you're doing 150,000 a day, you really need that automation and integration to be able to keep on top of, of your online orders. Yeah, so Ben, we see, you mentioned there about, you know, having... Uh, the spreadsheet method of keeping track of your postage prices and who you're using for what versus the integrated. And I think something we've certainly seen here in the UK, and I know it's pretty much representative of every region in the world, is that different couriers, different delivery services are changing their pricing on almost a, a daily basis sometimes. They've got different levels of capacity and the ability to very quickly switch between, which quite frankly to do manually is insane, um, is giving people extra profit and greater customer satisfaction and therefore a robust business. Is that is that a piece of tech you've seen a lot of retailers really getting getting into this year? Look, what we call it in the industry is, is freight profiling and what we need to consider is certain customers are um, willing to pay for things that go overnight and pay exorbitant fees, but also mostly people want um, the cheapest option um, and and get a great great return on that investment. Being being the customer, uh, what we see is the ability to then. Um, ship only parcels that a particular carrier can deal with. So if it's a heavy item, we don't want to be sending it on a bicycle across town. So once again, your shipping platform needs to be fully integrated with those transport providers to understand those cost matrix zones and also weight breaks where it makes it more efficient but also more cost effective to use particular carriers in one region or internationally or across across jurisdictions. 
And we're starting to talk about, you know, the whole international piece here. So Tash, you see very similar, you know, a very similar set of tools to what Ben's seeing because, you know, you also work for Smart Freight. But um, are you seeing similar patterns of behaviour amongst retailers and manufacturers when it comes to, I guess, the Northern Hemisphere? Um, in, in the UK, absolutely. Some of the, the giant, I'll call them giant retailers, um, you know, that you see on TV every, every day, they have got, um, everything in place, uh, everything's automated, but again, they have the bricks and mortar um, kind of you know, approach. Um, but they had the, the e-commerce there as well. So they were quite fortunate um, during this sort of pandemic where they were able to sort of ramp up the, the online um, and they already had the infrastructure there. And some of the smaller e- e-commerce businesses who have seen um, sort of far more demand for their, their products than they may have ever done past, to be honest, haven't quite got that that level of, of automation and that's um, sort of you know, we've been seeing here in, in the UK with the people we, we are sort of onboarding onto the platform or that we're just sort of talking to and, and giving advice to um, you know it's the case of you need to create you know you need to process data as quickly as you can um, in an e-commerce business because the quicker you can process your data the quicker you can actually get that good you know, good at goods or item out the door into a customer's hand because that's what it's all about at the end of the day it's about you know when somebody places that order right the way through to when they're holding it in their hands i think um during the pandemic as well it was quite crazy to see um things like royal mail's um volumes completely change so 34 percent um of their um their volume turned into parcels instead of letters effectively at 177 million parcels within the space of like five months crazy isn't it yeah it's absolutely mental and i think um as a consumer myself um seeing um i'm not going to mention the particular retailer but um going online to purchase items with clothes because obviously girls still need clothes in lockdown um you see a service that would be three three day standard delivery and all of a sudden it turns into nine days um and that is that that just shows you that um the how you know how the carriers were overwhelmed um during during the period so most of the businesses we're dealing with most of the retailers now are looking to actually um split their their volume across multiple different riders to make sure when the tsunami of, of orders comes um you know things like black friday uh, cyber monday and christmas coming up it's on its way um, you know, they're prepared and they've got everything in order. So they have um, a carrier, you know, who can do that, that three-day delivery service that the customer does expect. Um, and that's really, um, I think, what I've seen here in the UK, um, really. And I think that's been a massive driver for people um, in the industry who maybe didn't have that automated approach. Um, certainly looking at it now so they can have happy customers with parcels in their hands in three days. It's interesting, isn't it? Because it's it's kind of like we're we're lowering the workload in one area by putting in the integration so as all that automation can happen. So we've got the visibility so we can make better decisions. But at the same time, we're upping the retailer's workload in other areas in terms of you can't just have a relationship with one courier anymore. You now need a relationship with multiple. So as when the, the problems hit, you can quickly switch over. So there's that more relationship building, that more negotiation activity. So we're, we're giving some things over to the tech, but that then gives us 
more work to do in some areas. And I guess it's kind of about focusing the manpower and the effort on the areas that give us the ability to be more flexible in the future. Because I think that that for me is the, is the huge lesson this year is we have to build our business to be as flexible as possible so we can make those changes. Now, before we hit uh, the top tips round, are there any kind of last messages you'd like to give to retailers who are currently dealing with all those changes and trying to catch up to where they want to be or where they should be? Um, any any quick pieces of advice? Uh, I think the, 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 the one and salient piece of advice is with all the tech um, in the world, you still need to maintain those relationships with your transport providers. Um, and the shipping platform can help you um, manage that and report on it. But at the end of the day, if they aren't providing the service that gives your customers, your end customers, a great, great experience. Um, and let's be frank, they aren't going to be walking back into your bricks and mortar environment, meeting your happy salespeople any longer. It's going to be the online experience. It's going to be the final mile delivery to your door and seeing that visibility. Um, and even if it is a poor visibility, as Natasha suggested, um, if it's still nine days, they still can see it's going to take nine days. If they can see zero, they don't know when it's coming. So that visibility gives you a great customer experience, even if it's going to be poor, they know where it is on the delivery journey. Uh, so I think that's pretty important. And Tash? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And I think um, at, at the end of the day, um, getting through the peak season that we're, we're heading into, um, it's, it's not just about getting the the sort of first time orders from customers, it's about retaining that business to move into 2021. Um, and the way, I think, you know, really the way, we are competing now against each other as retailers is um, on customer experience. So um, sort of mirroring really what Ben, what ben said, it's that visibility, making sure you communicate that you know, you're doing the right things with an order, um, you know, that you're you're picking it, you're packing it and you're sending it out and when it's going to arrive. Um, you know, that, that's what gets you the return business. So I think that's the key thing. Um, it, above everything, make sure you, you have the right communication methods in place um, and, and tracking really if possible um, to make sure those customers get the good experience and come back next year. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Clavio gives you the tools to get growing faster. That's why it's trusted by over 38,000 e-commerce brands. Build your contact lists and emails that pop and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. Get started for free today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan to create your free account. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Customer experience when shopping online is crucial and it doesn't stop at the checkout. Smart Freight plugged into your e-commerce platform allows your customers to take the driving seat when it comes to selecting a shipping service. And branded tracking communications keep your customers informed of their order's journey all the way through to receiving their parcel. Visit smartfreight.com to book a demo today. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, now I love this section because it gives our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Ben, you're going to take the top tips for the Smart Freight team. So, um, so are you ready? I am. Okay, first up, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agrees to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? 
Look, I'm going to take a bit of a sidestep here, but um, I've been obsessed with LinkedIn learning uh, only from the point of view that it is vast um, and you can do some startup courses there, but um, in the time of lockdown when you've done enough work um, and you aren't allowed to play, it's good to branch out and try and um, get some new experiences, some new advice, but there are some wonderful, wonderful uh, methods and libraries of, of learning um, in LinkedIn. So not a vicious plug for LinkedIn, but yeah, we're, I've used that um, and it's quite quite extensive. Oh, interesting. I often see it on the side on LinkedIn, but I haven't yet. They keep trying to give me tips on how to apply for jobs. So there's something going wrong on their algorithm there. Yeah, well, maybe. You know, I wasn't aware I needed another job, but you know, maybe I do. But yeah, maybe I'll go and I'll go and try and get past their recommendations and see what else is going on there. But it's an excellent tip. I like that one. Okay, the traffic top tip: Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Uh, look, I think it gets a bad rap. Um, paid search, paid ads, Google, Bing, whichever method. Um, we use them extensively and I can only tell you that we get great results. Um, you need to get an expert, a marketing expert to help you with this, but paid searches do work. You've just got to understand the cost per click and how much that conversion gets you. So if you're selling something for five cents, it might not work, but um Google ads, Bing ads, LinkedIn ads, um, well worth a look, um, but get a marketing expert to give you some advice. I totally agree with you. Uh, okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Um, it's not a little tool, but um, we're kind of a tech company ourselves. So um, it's a tool called Confluence. Um, we use it internally for a lot of our FAQs and helping our um, support desk, but also across our products and also to um, word our salespeople up on different enhancements. So um, it, it's a little techie, but I think it could work in the retail e-com space as a um, workflow kind of collaboration tool. But um, yeah, Confluence is something we use. Nice. And the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Um, it's short and sweet integration. Now, whether that integration be a shipping platform or other um, WMS, warehouse management solutions, um, other accounting packages, just try and get as integrated as possible so you're not having manual keying using spreadsheets um, and it'll give you visibility of transactions across your business. Excellent. Well, look, before we say goodbye, could you let listeners know where they can find you and Smart Freight on the web and social media, please? Um, smartfreight.com, pretty simple. Um, we're also on the LinkedIn platform. I think we're on Facebook as well. Um, yeah. Nice and easy to find. Cool. And, and Tash, I believe you've now taken um, taken the step into running the Smart Freight podcast. So could you tell us a little bit about that too, please? So I started um, sort of my, uh, Smart Freight's um, podcast series um, a couple of months ago. And primarily we've been um, sort of interviewing people from the industry. So um, and that's across, across different industries speaking about all kinds of things really so talking a lot about e-commerce um and um you know what you should be thinking about moving into 2021 and stuff like that um interviewing our, our partners so people like um sort of big commerce 
um, have appeared on on the, the podcast episodes. But yeah, no, it's, it's a really it's a really nice short little listen. Um, sort of all episodes about twenty minutes, um, if, if not less. Uh, but yeah, some really good good insight there from some really good experts. So yeah, it's been really cool to to, to do that. Excellent. Where can people find it if they want to tune in? They can find it on smartfreight.com, um, where all the episodes um, are listed. And also keep an eye on our LinkedIn page, uh, where you'll see the episodes um, sort of popping up every now and then as well. Excellent. Well, we'll have to go and tune into that. Well, look, guys, thank you both for coming on the podcast today. It's been really interesting getting to grips with those those key things we should be doing to make sure our parcels are getting to our customers. So, um, so thanks for coming on. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Chloe. Well, there you have it, everybody. Um, integration, essential, especially for those back-end systems to take that workload off you so then you can really focus on what you should be focusing on with the back-end systems, which is making sure you're with the right couriers week in, week out, making sure that you're stock is in the right place and you know what stock you've got so you can build the right promotions, making sure that you are ready to give the customers the information they need so as they stop hassling your customer services team because you're, you've got the information there to be able to proactively let them know where their parcel is and what's happening with it. Really important integration. I really think that having the right systems gives you the ability to adapt and that's what's enabled people to to thrive and to survive this year. You can get your hands on the notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to what we've mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. And if you've enjoyed this episode and this kind of look at what you should be doing to make sure you're successful next year, we've got a lot of that coming up in January with our January growth series sponsored by Clavio. So that is in January, we're going to be releasing an episode, not just every Monday, but every Thursday as well. And each of them is an episode I've picked with a guest who has some really great insight to different ways to go about growing your business. Are we talking to everything from small business through to big business. I've got lots of experts coming on to give you their point of view as well. It's a really, really interesting series of episodes we'll be putting out in January. So get the diaries out, put in on a Monday and a Thursday throughout January, listen to e-commerce master plan podcast. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode and every episode that you tune into of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce businesses owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners, you know, because I'd love to help them too. I hope you have a great week and keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.